Hello, my friends. I am recording this early in the morning on a stormy, windy day. There is a cyclone bomb, which apparently is the name of a winter hurricane, moving up to New England from the south. And as the sun is coming up, it looks rainy and windy and like a good day to stay in. Today, I want to talk about the idea of cost. We all know what cost means, but we usually use that word in one particular way. When we want something, there is a cost. Our financial system is built on money, and in the U.S., we use dollars. There are different monetary systems, and this is called a fiat system, which is the most popular system in the world. It just means notes and coins that are backed by government. Examples of this are the U.S. dollar, the euro, the British pound, the Japanese yen, and the Indian rupee. So we generally think of the cost of something as what it costs in the money system that we use. I want to tell you about cost as it relates to lenses. There are different lenses that you can wear when you make decisions. I want you to think of these lenses as if you would choose a pair of glasses to look through when you are looking at your options. When you are at the store and you are going to buy something and compare different brands, there are many things that you might use to help you to decide which one you are going to buy. If you use a cost lens and the two products are the exact same thing and one costs less, you will buy the one that costs less. That is what I mean by using a cost lens. But there are other lenses that you might use. Sometimes you might use a quality lens. If you are looking at tissues at the grocery store and one brand costs more, but the tissues are thicker and softer, you might buy those and pay a little more. In that case, you are looking through a quality lens or a comfort lens. As you pick out food at the grocery store, you might be a person that chooses meals that are already prepared, or you might not do your grocery shopping yourself, but might order and do a pickup or have grocery delivery. In that case, your glasses have a convenience lens. For those people who have a chef come in and prepare their meals for them, they are using a luxury lens. Even if you don't look through this luxury lens in your everyday life, it might be a lens that you look through sometimes, such as for a special vacation or for a birthday or a holiday when you treat yourself. Okay, there are a lot of different lenses, and I am not going to talk about all of them, but I want you to understand that there are different ways of looking at things, at your life, at your options when you make decisions. The lens that a lot of us grew up with and find ourselves using a lot is the cost lens. Not all of us do, and there might be a good chance that one person in a relationship looks through the lens of cost while you are paired with someone that uses a different lens. It can cause conflict in a relationship when one person is more of a spender and the other person is viewing 
all of their actions through the lens of cost, not the lens of comfort or luxury? Why is it that we are rarely paired up with someone who uses the same lens that we do? Opposites in this way definitely do attract, it seems. The other way that a cost lens can come into play is through guilty feelings. Sometimes we do spend our money for things to take care of ourselves or our family. But if we were raised by using the cost lens for everything, we also might feel guilty for the money that we spend. It's a knee-jerk reaction. And the way that we were raised is very deeply instilled in us. We might be trying to use a self-care lens and purchase things like yoga classes or massages or whatever it is that are your favorite self-care tools. And even if we are able to afford that, that money lens, that cost lens, can still kick in in the back of your mind because you did not grow up seeing your parents purchase things like that with the self-care lens. Okay, so that is the background that I wanted to give you on cost and on lenses. We are going to use these ideas in a very specific way in this podcast. When you buy something, there is a cost. It is usually the dollar amount or whatever money system that you use that you pay for something. If you are bartering or trading services for something, it would be whatever you give or what service you are going to provide. An example of this might be when neighbors trade babysitting with each other. The cost is the service that you provide. Opportunity cost is what you are missing out on when you choose an option. If you go on vacation when someone plans their wedding to be, you get your vacation. But your opportunity cost is that you missed the wedding. If you cancel your trip to attend the wedding, then the opportunity cost is the vacation that you missed out on. Every time that you make a choice, there is the opportunity cost of missing out on the other options that you didn't choose. Sometimes this fact alone can put people into paralysis when it comes time to make a decision. When you have interviewed for several jobs and it's time to decide, you could find yourself stuck and swirling around in your head about the cost of not taking each option. If you take job number one, you will miss out on all of the pros to taking job number two, three, and four. Sometimes this idea can get you stuck on even the smallest decisions, such as where to eat dinner or which movie to watch. The way that you will come to a decision is to decide which lens is most important to you. When considering the different jobs, you might use a social lens. Which job feels the most welcoming and has the people that you want to work with? You might use a challenge lens. Which job will lead to the most personal growth? 
This is how you will make a decision by narrowing down to the lens that you want to use. I have talked before about how our brain does not like change. Our primitive brain, the part that is in place to ensure our survival, uses a motivational triad. This is how that part of your brain is wired. And these are the three principles that it uses to operate. To seek pleasure, to avoid pain, and to be efficient. When we want to make decisions that involve change, we have to override that primitive brain. It is the part of our brain that wants us to eat cookies when we try to diet. Okay, so far, it sounds like I am talking about some pretty unrelated principles, and we are going to tie them all together into what I want to talk about today which is the hidden costs in your life. When we think about change and our primitive brain tries to convince us to not change, there is one strategy that our brain always uses to win that battle. It uses the idea of opportunity costs and it can get us stuck in analysis paralysis to not ever make a decision. Let's use the example that you have an idea to move across the country. You have always had an itch to go and live on the opposite coast of the country. Your brain uses that motivational triad, seek pleasure, avoid pain, and be efficient to convince you to avoid the pain of uprooting everything and packing and moving and finding new housing and a new job. That sounds like a big pain in the butt to that part of your brain. It's going to want you to stay put. When you allow yourself to think about the move and to begin to plan the move, you use the prefrontal cortex part of your brain that loves to come up with new ideas and plan out the future and come up with options and think long-term. But your primitive brain or your brain stem, the back and the bottom part of your brain, will offer up all of those opportunity costs if you move. It will offer up all of the things that can go wrong. It will remind you of all of the things that you will miss if you go away from here. It will tell you about every person who will be upset at this decision. It wants to put you into that analysis paralysis so that you cannot actually make the decision and you feel stuck and stay put. The thing that I want you to walk away from this podcast aware of today is this. There is a cost, an opportunity cost, that comes with not making decisions to change. If you live your life out for the rest of your life in the same way that you are living it today, there are pros and cons. The opportunity cost of staying the same is that cons part. 
The pros of staying the same are these. You can learn to be grateful for the things that you have. Your primitive brain will not bug you. It will be happy. You will know what your life will look like. You might feel like you are in control and you can relax. But the whole point of this episode today is for you to become aware of the cons. Because the way that many of us grew up is with the model of this, to live your life and to not really change at all. You work the same job. You keep the same friends. You go on vacation once a year. You save for retirement. And then maybe your life changes one time then and you move. Or maybe you don't even do that. You just stop working, but everything else stays the same. It keeps you in control. It keeps that primitive brain happy. But there is an opportunity cost to living your life this way. In your quiet moments, when you aren't doing anything else at all, you can realize what your heart's desires are, the things that you imagine or wonder about, the things that you feel call you to them. Those are the things that you are going to miss out on. When you fill in the blank in the phrase, I wish that I could blank, it gives you a clue to what those opportunity costs might be for you. You will never know what else your life can be when you don't cry for those things that you wish for. There is a saying from the author of The Little Prince, a goal without a plan is just a wish. The reason that many of the things that we wish for just remain a wish is that process of making it into a goal with a plan. It requires us to overcome that motivational triad. It involves putting our prefrontal cortex to work, to plan, and to answer that other part of our brain. We can make it a goal and devise step-by-step plan. That part might seem like the easy part once we make a decision to do something. But what comes up for us once it is time to take the steps is the part that we have to listen to and let flow through us and right by us and not convince us to turn around on our path forward. It's the voice that says to eat a cookie and we have to just hear it and just say, it's okay. We are not going to have that cookie. Everything is fine without the cookie. It's the reason that we need to be aware of our feelings and to feel our feelings and then to let them move on rather than to react to our feelings or to push them away and buffer. And buffering is when we distract ourselves from our feelings with eating, drinking, social media, drugs, any activity which we do not want to do, but we do it anyway to avoid our emotions. Again, as in many things that we talk about, it comes back to having knowledge 
about how to handle your own emotions as the secret to living a good life, as the secret to being able to go after your goals, as the secret in how to be in charge of your own brain instead of the other way around. Consider the opportunity costs, the hidden costs that come along with living the exact same day today as you did yesterday. These are usually some form of not reaching and experiencing the things that you most desire in life that you don't have yet. When you look at all of this with a quality of life lens, it might seem like too great of a cost to not go after the goals that are important to you. They say that the things that you regret the most in your life are the chances that you did not take, the things that you do not even try to do. Most people do not end up regretting going after goals when it doesn't work out because the important part of going after a goal is usually in the journey and not in whether or not you succeed. When you get something that you were once only wishing for, it's the journey there that really adds to your life. So today, I want you to answer this question. What are the hidden costs to me living this life that I have today for the rest of my life? What would I be missing out on? And then pick some goals based on your answer to this. Create an action plan to reach that goal and get started. Be willing for it to be hard and feel your feelings all along the way. Expect your primitive brain to be bratty and just reassure it that you are fine and you are safe. Happy planning, my friends. Have a great week.